Before we start this episode, a quick note to say that it was recorded before we had audio-only listeners in mind. So, to get the full experience, I'd recommend watching on Spotify or YouTube. Enjoy! Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Charity Professional Development Community's 20-minute webinars. Today, we are joined by Rosie Milsom, who is going to talk to us about the importance of donor surveys in fundraising. Uh, but without further ado, I will hand over to you, Rosie. Thanks very much, Zach. Right, I'm just going to share my screen because I've got a few slides to help us through this session today. So yeah, and as Zach said, I'm here today to speak to you about using donor surveys um, to improve your stewardship and ultimately increase your income um, at your charity. Hoping my objective today is to inspire you to either do one if you haven't done one before or do one even better if you have and to show that they can work for you no matter what size of charity you are. So what we're going to cover is firstly the why um, of why you should be carrying out a donor survey. So the benefits um, to you as a charity and um, you know why they should be a kind of key part of your fundraising arsenal. Um, we'll also be talking about the what, so I'll include some ideas and suggestions on the kind of questions that you can be asking, the questions that have worked for me when I've done them before. I'm going to share the results of um, and, and successes and learnings of me doing them before and some top tips and then also the how and when to conduct your survey and what to do with the results when you've got them. So first of all, talking about the benefits. So it starts a two-way conversation with your donors. It helps them to feel valued. So rather than only going to our donors to, um, to make the ask for a campaign, but also in the sense of, you know, we might go back to them, we might thank them and report them, but actually seeking feedback from your donors and asking them about their opinions on your work, on your, on your stewardship, you know, can make them feel valued. It's more of a kind of give and take rather than just a take. Um, it can also help you identify which part of your mission or work is most important to your donors. Um, so really kind of understanding their motivations, especially if what you do is uh, or what you deliver as a charity has multiple kind of streams or projects. It can really help you understand which of those ones are really kind of hitting home with your donors and that in turn can help inform your messaging um, when you um, are developing campaigns or stewardship or you know um, communicating impact. It can also show you whether donors feel that they are receiving good stewardship from you so you know are they feeling um, appropriately recognized are they um, are you communicating well the impact of their gift? These are all things that you can understand from a donor survey. But also on the income side, so that's the thing that we really want to love, it gives you the opportunity to prospect for whether that's for monthly donors, legacy gifts, um, major giving events, um, and ultimately through that, that prospecting, you can increase your income. So those are some of the real key benefits um, that you will receive for doing donor surveys. No doubt there'll be a few more as well. But now we're drilling down into the what. So I thought I would give you some examples of some of the questions to ask um, that you can put within your donor survey to really get that data that you want. So first of all, on the feedback side, so when we're asking for that feedback from donors about their experience with you as a charity, uh, one of the first questions I'll often ask is which area of our work 
um, are most important are inspiring to you. And for that, I would suggest using a ranking option. So in, I'll talk a bit about some survey talk, surveying tools later on, uh, but many of them will give that option in terms of, uh, you know, having multiple answers that you can rank. And again, that goes back to what I was saying about understanding which area of your work as a charity is something that um, your donors are most passionate about or which programme or which stream. Um, another one is around um, how well they feel recognised. So I've put a suggested one there about, you know, and, and setting the tone there as well to say that it's important to us to make sure that you feel valued. How well do you feel we recognise your donation? So again, that's, you know, how quickly um, and promptly we, and appropriately were you thanked. And also about how well do you feel we've communicated how your donation is spent. So that's about whether or not you're effectively uh, reporting back to them about the impact that their donation is making or where their donation has gone and what work it support. And the next one um, I tend to ask is around um, making sure they know how important their support to us is to your charity, sorry. So my sample question around that would be how much of an impact do you feel your donation has made? And again, similar to the previous question, that's helping you understand whether or not you are communicating the impact, how important they feel their donation is, how important are you making them feel? And then the next one is around um, really understanding what type of comms uh, landing with your audience, um, which type of comms do your donors receive uh, that they um, find most valuable, um, most enjoyable to read or enjoy and consume. Um, and you can list then your current kind of communications um, options. So you might have, you know, your monthly newsletter, uh, you'll have, uh, they might prefer to keep up via social media, um, they might most appreciate the impact reports, they might most appreciate the handwritten thank you letters. Um, so put your options there and see which ones are really resonating. Um, whether you do kind of online, you know, update events for your for your donors, and it will show you where. I mean, hopefully you're getting an idea of what kind of level of engagement and appreciation there is for those types of cons. Um, but if it's not easy for you to tell, that will give you a real good snapshot um, of of what the donors most like to use to keep up to date with your charity, and then that's where you can focus a lot of your time on expanding and developing. I also put one in there um, that asks, that lets them uh, put in their own words why they donate to your charity. And I normally leave that as a free form box and it just allows them to speak more to their personal experience of why they support you. Um, and, and it just allows that individual bit of, of um, feedback. And then in terms of questions to ask for prospecting, um so i've got a sample in there the current one that i use at byc um there's 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 a prospecting a really interesting question there that you can ask about how likely they are to donate to us again um and again that gives you an indication of you know whether they're supporting you is continuing um and whether you have done such a good job in stewardship that they want to give to you again and then the second kind of tier to that, I usually use that as a platform to go into monthly giving. So um, I'll say, if you've answered that you're likely to give to our charity again, would you consider becoming a so-and-so member and giving a monthly donation from just three pounds a month? Um, in terms of other prospecting questions, so you can try and get a sense of what events they might be interested in. 
Um, so I've put one there, you know, would you be interested in attending any of the following, whether that's, you know, um, cultivation and stewardship events like um, supporter receptions or program sharings, or whether that's anything from kind of gala dinners, afternoon tea events, you know, if you're looking to expand your um, fundraising events program and you want to get a sense of whether or not there's enough interest to do that kind of thing and invest that kind of money, um, then that's something you can ask in your donor surveys too. And then other prospecting questions are around um, legacies and major giving. So I've put a couple of examples here, you know, to gently ask after you provided for your loved ones, would you consider leaving a gift in your will? So if legacies is an area of fundraising that you are looking to develop, um, then um, that can be a question that you can include. And then another question that I know has worked very well for um, a lot of charities, including those small charities, um, is asking about whether or not they are in the position to or would like to talk about making a transformational gift. So I've, I've left the kind of amount blank there because what, you know, what's going to be a transformational or major gift um, to your charity might be different to what it is to my charity. Um, but just to give that option again, it's that prospecting, it's that reaching out for those who perhaps have the ability to give you a high amount of gift, but it's difficult to tell from the gifts that they've given you so far in your database. And that's another way that you can prospect too. And then just some kind of top tips there on survey questions. So I would suggest keeping it to 10 to 12 questions max. Um, I think I did, I think I had about 12 or 13. Um, last time which possibly a little bit too too many a couple too many and i'll go through that um reasons why for that in a moment but definitely you want to keep it manageable something that they don't go oh, you know so many to, to think about and on that sense what will help inform um that those decisions is thinking about what you want to find out or promote so having some specific objectives for going into that um into that survey uh, what do you want to find out about what is it that you specifically want to promote and that kind of leads on to the next one. Um, you know, don't try and do or ask it all. So um, the majority of your questions absolutely should be, you know, feedback questions. Um, if you've got too many prospecting ones in there, they're going to be, well, they're just fishing for more stuff. Um, if your priority is monthly giving or legacy giving, perhaps I'd suggest maybe two questions around there, but I probably wouldn't put all three, you know, major donor, legacy and monthly giving. Um, so don't try and do or ask it all. Pick what is your aligns with your strategy and what you're looking to grow. Um, find, and, and specifically, if you're looking to find out about you, you know how well you're stewarding people. Just think about those objectives um, and, and keep it to those key things. Um, I would say give a range of answering options. So uh, you know try not to use like a yes or no. Try and use like a sliding scale of options. So I would normally use where I ask a question, you know, if they feel um, appropriately recognised, I would use perhaps um, extremely well, very well, somewhat well, not at all well, um, because people aren't always just black and white, they might be kind of on the fence about things. And similarly, um, with monthly giving, um, you don't want them to just say a straight out no and then think, oh, well, I can't promote monthly giving to them anymore, they've already told me they're not interested. You can have an option that's yes, and please send me more info now, or have an option that's yes, but not right now. And then you know, you, you know, you can still keep them 
um, on that if that's what they choose. And also leaving like a comments box for if people want to extend their answer to more than just that or they want to expand on their, their point. And then also tailoring for different types of donors. So I send two different versions of the survey. I send obviously a different one to monthly donors than I do to one-off donors because you don't want to be asking about monthly giving um, uh, to your monthly donors who already give. So just thinking about that when you send those questions. And then my other top tip is to follow up on any feedback and thank participants who aren't anonymous. So I usually leave an option at the end for them to leave their um, email address if they're interested in talking about any of the other options. Um, so if, if, you, if you have that and you know who's responded, do thank them for taking part and pick up on any feedback that they've given. So now just talking on the how, so thinking about tools and timescales. Um, so you can use um, Typeform. That's actually supposed to be SurveyMonkey, not MailChimp. I always get them mixed up, um, even though I use both of them. Um, and I believe Google Forms also have a free um, surveying option. Um, the free option for SurveyMonkey, I think you can only have up to 10 questions, which is fine, but I think you can now only have up to 10 responses. So if you are sending out to a few, you'll probably need a few more. And thinking about um, how you're going to send it, so email and post or just email, you know, if some of your donors are of a certain age, you might want to include that postal option for them too, um, and increase the chance of, of them uh, replying. I'm thinking about how often you'll send as well. I generally function on the premise of two years. I think perhaps every year is a little bit too much, especially if you have a small um, donor pool but if you are a large charity and you have um, a lot of do donor data then you could perhaps do it every other year and just segment those you've sent it to before and then just thinking about how you'll present the data like are you going to share it with trustees are you going to share it with the wider team um, you know we created some just really simple um, excel graphs and um, summary documents in word that could help us just really look at the data in a simple way and see where we were doing good and where we needed to develop so now I'm just going to quickly share with you some of my results to show um, how this can work for you. So the most recent one I did was in February this year. Um, I, I sent it via email to 69 donors um, and 30 one-off donors, that is, and then 32 monthly donors. I put there the kind of average open rates, click rates, and the completion rates. You'll see that actually the completion rate for the monthly donor survey was um, less than the one-off, which I was surprised by. I thought the monthly donors would be the ones to commit to continuing it to the end. And that's why I'm saying that perhaps I would have um, scaled back one or two of the questions just to make it a bit more manageable for them to complete. Uh, but the wins I got from it um, were three new monthly donors, um, two people interested in legacy giving, and we also uncovered two people who confirmed they had already given us a gift in our will that we didn't know about, which means that we could keep in touch with them and um, steward them properly and send info to the people interested in legacies. And another big win was the fact that 95% of them felt extremely or very well recognised uh, for their donation and 90% felt we communicated the impact of the donation extremely or very well, which was really great. And then versus this, um, so I did one at my previous charity where the donor database was absolutely from scratch. I mean, both of these are quite small, small charities. Um, but yeah, email to 50 donors, hard copy sent to around 25 donors in the post. Um, and wins from that was one unsolicited donation via cheque, two monthly donors, and seven people registered their interest in events. So I'm talking about charities that are really quite new to their fundraising function. So just imagine what 
these could have been and what these results could be if you if you're a charity with more donor data than that so i just want to show that 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 goes to show that this works for small charities too um and it gives you a massive and great insight as well as growing your supporter base and income so that is all from me um so thank you very much for listening and i'll now open the floor to any questions i'll just start sharing my screen brilliant thank you so much rosie I've, it's amazing to see that those results it really brings into view the tangibility of what we're talking about and I love the idea of being disciplined with the number of questions because I know what it's like. You're just so tempted to go, I want to know all of the things. And mm. um, so really having that discipline. And also it's great to get some concrete examples of questions to use um, either as, you know, carbon copy or as inspiration. Um, so in terms of questions, uh, we uh, as charities or some of us do uh fundraising where we have fundraisers and then our donors are uh indirect uh, for lack of a better of a word what's your approach to surveying those indirect donors so you mean like those who perhaps sponsored someone who's in a challenge they didn't they didn't don't direct you know directly donate i think Sorry. i i mean i do segment those donors in um our emailing system um, and our CRM, so I, I tag them as sponsors as opposed to donors. But the thing is, you, you can't always assume the connection. Mm. So I would always send it to them. They can always read it and decide to not to fill it in or not to subscribe. Um, but by taking that option away from them, or they, you know, you might have converted them with great stewardship. They might have come on board as an indirect donor, and then actually through your stewardship and demonstration of, of kind of impact and telling stories, they. Um, would want to give again so I would always include them brilliant duly noted thank <laughs> you for <laughs> thank you very much Rosie right we will close by another big thank you to Rosie for such an amazing session and uh, yes uh, I hope you've all will all go away and start building surveys uh, and start talking to Absolutely. your uh, <laughs> donors through that so brilliant thank you very much everyone and we will see you next time Thank you. Me again. If you liked that episode, then please don't forget to like, subscribe and share with your friends.